This is a story from my sister Natty. Y'all see her down in the comments. Now this story, I haven't read it yet, so I'm gonna be experiencing this with y'all. So whatever reaction you get from me will be my natural reaction. Now she started off saying, these are things that actually happen in my life. And you can keep the names in, my family is okay with that. Let me know if you want the other two stories I have for you. So wow, she got people names in this thing. <laughs> so this mother, you can tell this gonna be good, man. So it starts. I grew up in Baltimore City and for the most part had a childhood of play. Now my father was a military man who had custody of me and would take me to my mama's house whenever he was stationed somewhere where he didn't get immediate military housing. Now I was about three when the first incident happened. Before I tell you what happened, let me first tell you the layout of the house so that you'll know the details as you follow the story. Now my grandmother, my mother, my five aunts, and my great aunt Mickey all lived in the same house. Yeah, that's a, yeah, they grew up. That's a hood family right there, boy. And there was an old plantation type house in Baltimore, Maryland. The medium-sized backyard was fenced in from front to back, and there was a wraparound porch that led to the backyard that had uh, that had an even larger backyard. Now, at the front of the porch was the front door that led into the house, and inside the step were the stairs that led upstairs to the bedroom. To the right was a large living space, and past the living room was a door that led to the uh, to the right that led to the basement, and that was part of the dining room area. Now there was no wall separating the living, dining, and kitchen, so it was wide open space. Now past the dining room was the kitchen. Yeah, that sounded like a weird design, man. Cause when I'm here in this house, I'm thinking. Just like that generic horror movie house. Because it seemed like all the horror movies had the same house, man. So I'm kind of thinking that that house from The, the Conjuring, you know. But it, it seemed like it's a little more open, though. Now, the door to the right. Okay, where am I? Okay, in the kitchen was two doors. One that led to the wraparound porch, and there was another door to the right both inside and outside of the house. Now the door to the right led to the back stairs and the outside door in those stairs went to the backyard. So if you open the kitchen door that led upstairs, you will see three stairs, a large square stair, three more stairs ahead that led outside, but if you turn right, it would lead directly upstairs. Now upstairs when you reach the top, directly across from that door was my mama room. And to the left was my Aunt Todd and Noreen's room. And to the left of their room was the bathroom. And directly left to the back stairs door was the attic door where my Aunt Squeaky and Chiffin slept. Now to the right of the back stairs door was my favorite great Aunt Mickey's room. My grandmother's younger sister. And across from here was my Aunt Bert's room. Now, if you continue up the hallway, it led to the front stairs and a small walkway to the right of those stairs banister led to my grandmother's room at the front of the house. Now, you know, back in the old day, 
they, the the master bedroom was always at the front of the house, man, so you can watch. You know, so you can watch. They don't be making that junk like that these days. But back in them days, that's how they used to do it, man. Now, um, I'm going to tell y'all one thing I see already. This house had to be the loudest house of all time, man. She said they had a big, wide-open kitchen-type area. And you talking about, she didn't name about all these aunties. And if they anything like the women in my family, when my mama get with her cousins and stuff, it get they talk so loud. It is unbelievable how loud they get, man. We, me and my brother, now we were standing around last time, and we was just looking, and we was just in pure shock, man. Because you could literally hear them down the block, man. If you was outside, you could hear them down the block. And I don't know what they be talking about. Would it be so funny, man? But they be so loud. It would blow the roof off the place, man. So I couldn't imagine them living together. And, and phew-wee, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> anyway. Now that you had a layout of the house, here's what happened or started happening. Now, my daddy was deployed to Germany in 1978, and I wasn't sure where Germany was, but I was sure that it had children. So I was assured my father that if he could take me in, I wouldn't be bored. Now, I was three. That was my logic, but my daddy didn't agree. So my mama's house, I went. Now, I was bummed about having to go, so my father bought me a Fisher-Price mini-movie projector that he told me came from Germany and that he'd be watching the same movies as I would. Now, that worked, and I was content. And one of my favorite movies was Mickey Mouse and the Boo Brothers, and I watched that one the most, and it was also my daddy's favorite, so I was sure that he was in Germany watching it, too. Now, one day, I was laying on the lawn in the front yard, because I had figured out by then that if you look up at the sky, the picture gets brighter. Oh, so she talking about one of them, um, one of them little things that you look in, like, uh, like some binoculars. Okay, I get it. I get what she. Oh, okay, yeah, I get it. I get it now. You know, uh, you know, I'm from a different generation, dang, you know. But anyway. As I watched the movie and giggled with delight, I heard someone call me. I swear to you, it called me as if it knew my name, but I swear to you, but it didn't call my name. I opened my eyes, you know, that wasn't glued to the projector, and there in the attic window was a woman looking down at me. Now, I spent a lot of time at my mama's house, and I'd never seen that woman. So I just stared at her. Now, after a while, she wasn't as interesting as Mickey Mouse, so I went back to the movie and just clicked away my afternoon, repeatedly watching the movies one after the other. Man, that's... <laughs> that must have been some... Man, that must have been some good movies, man, because... Now, look, hold on. Let me, let me say this, y'all. Let me say this. Now, for all y'all old folk that talk about us young folk and stuff, always be up in our phones and stuff, now, you see her, she said this 1978, and she was stuck up in this little uh, mini-movie thing like it was uh, the same way we'd be stuck up in our phone. 
And I don't know if I'll be in my phone so hard that I'll see a strange old lady up in the attic and not try to figure out what's going on, you know. So I'm just saying now, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> now she continues. Now I remember I was three, so I don't know if that was the that night or the next night, but I remember laying in bed next to my mama when I heard that woman call to me again. Now I got up and went to the back stairs and opened the door and saw her coming up the stairs. I was delighted because she clicked in and out like the Mickey Mouse in the Boo Brothers movie. Ooh, John, man, this John kind of, this kind of creepy. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, now, giggling, I shut the door, and she told me to open it. Now, I did. Now, this game went on for about a minute, but something was changing. The closer she got, the more frightened that I became, and I don't know why to this day. And I also don't know what I saw when she got to the top of the stairs. I stood there frozen, frozen in terror, and I swear to you that she kept talking to me, but not talking. I can't explain it, but she kept telling me to open the door. Now I began to cry, and I didn't know why. I just knew that I was terrified. She told me again to open the door, a little more forceful this time, like a parent. I opened the door and I screamed so loud. I slammed the door and hauled my butt to my mama's room. I freaked out so bad that I woke everyone in the house up. Everyone was trying to console me, but I wasn't having it. I kept screaming that it was a ghost on the back stairs. Now, my Aunt Mickey went to the back stairs and opened the door to prove to me that nothing was there. Now, what I saw caused me to lose it more because that thing was still there and my Aunt Mickey was standing next to it. Now, my child's mind couldn't understand how she didn't see it and neither did my aunt. Now, I was uh, the darling of the house, being the only grandchild and the youngest. Now, my five aunts were older than myself, ranging from five to 17 years, and they couldn't see it either. It was more than my little mind could take, and I was inconsolable. My mama called her. She got some big words in here before. <laughs> my sister's smart. <laughs> my mother called her boyfriend, whose family lived across the street, and off I went, walking all, waking all of the neighbors along the way. We stayed there for a few days, and they couldn't get me back in that house no matter what they tried. Not even threat of a spanking. Now, I would like to say that this is where the story ends, but I had no such luck. We returned home, and my mama was slick in getting me back into that house. I did miss my grandma and my aunts, and I miss my grandma cooking. Everybody be talking about how good their grandma cooking was back then, man. And I guess it was because they cooked with uh they cooked with more natural ingredients, I guess, and cooked with more love and stuff than they do today, boy. You know, we just be slapping stuff together today, boy. Now my mother took me to the circus that day and I was on a high you know, I was on a high. 
And we got into the neighborhood and we went past her boyfriend's family house and straight to my grandma's. Now, at first, I didn't want to go in, but I wanted to see my family. And my grandma was cooking and I always did. And as I always did, I took off my coat and ran to her, giving her a hug. And then standing on her foot as she cooked in sarong, ensuring that I was the official taste tester. My older aunts and my great aunt was mixing cake batter and pumpkin and sweet potatoes for the pie. My mother washed her hands and started immediately on the pie crust. It wasn't a tree up, so I, it wasn't a tree up, so I knew that it was Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah, yeah, you know you make sweet potato pies Thanksgiving. Anybody don't like sweet potato pies? Let me know in the comments. So I can try to figure out what's wrong with you. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie though, man. I'm kind of getting tired of sweet potato pies, man. Bro, we've been eating sweet potato pies for... Man, this finna be 30 years for me, man. Shoot. I'm getting tired of peach cobbler too, man. Like, I be telling my mama, you need to make like banana cobbler. Or do something different. Like, just at least one year, you know, just throw it off one year, man. Do something different, boy. I done ate so many sweet potato pies and and uh and dang peach cobbler. Bro, I can't take it. I ain't going this year, man. It's 2020, man. We gotta do something different, man. So anyway, uh, they put the tree up, and we put the tree up as a family after dinner Thanksgiving night. Now at this point, my parents got along after the divorce of two years prior. And although my father won custody of me, he made sure that my mother and her family was always a part of my life. Excuse me. Now, as I stated before, I didn't want to go into this house. And although I was happy to see my family, I was still looking around for that thing to show up. Now, my grandmother diverted my attention with a pinch of collard greens and ham fresh up out the pot. Then told me to go lick the cake spoon, something that I was more than happy to do. Now, by the end of dinner, I had calmed down and forgotten all about that ghost. Now, with the smell of cakes and past cooking and knowing that Thanksgiving was the next day and the excitement of it, I'm thinking, ghosts, who shout? <laughs> now, if only that could have lasted, man. As my mama carried me sleepily to my bed, I heard my grandma warn my aunts Chiffin and Squeaky, who were about eight and nine uh, at the time, to not sneak into the cakes and pies this year, or it would be heck to pay. Now, that's the bad thing about the old school grandmas. You couldn't just eat, you know, to your feel, or you just couldn't eat to your will. You know, now, like, you know, shoot. Like, Thanksgiving, man, I think I don't even think I ate the food last year. I just went, like, straight to the dessert foods. <laughs> but you couldn't do that junk back in the day, boy. They be to knock your head off, man. Allow me to take a quick break for the sponsors. Then we're going to get right back to it. Now, chiffin' and squeaky wasn't much for listening. And that night with the smell of ham and turkey bacon in the oven reminded me of the next day feast. Must have called the Chiffin and Squeaky too and off they creep. Now Squeaky being youngest of the six sisters was easily influenced into all kind of shenanigans. And food being the motivating factor ensured that Chiffin had a midnight raiding party for years to come. 
All was quiet until we heard a blood-curdling scream. You didn't have to tell me why it was. By this point, that thing had been calling me for a while. I just snuggled closer to my mama and cried silently. So here and them, I figured that they finally saw her. Now my mama grabbed me and headed for the back stairs. And at this point, my two aunts were screaming like they didn't seen, like they were just in the process of losing their own souls. Now my aunt Mickey was the first to the door and the rest of us was up in hot pursuit. Now Aunt Mickey flung the door open, and I don't know if you ever watched the Tom and Jerry cartoons where they um, was uh, where they were scared, silent, and pulling each other back, trying to be the first. To, oh yeah, when they be trying to pull each other to be the first one to get out the door. Yep, that was my two aunts, and they were screaming and pointing behind them, screaming. You don't see it, Mama. You don't see it. My grandmother stood there in shocked horror, looking into the faces of her terrified daughters and the knowledge that her granddaughter, who at this point is buried in her stomach crying, crying tears of fear, is seeing something. Now all she could do is she picked me up, would shake her head side to side and, and just stutter, I, 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 I don't, baby. Now, my young eight and nine-year-old aunts, after reaching the top of the steps, shoved everyone, stopping that door from closing with the force of a grown man. Reaching the top of the steps, shoved everyone, stopping that door from closing with the force of a grown man. Okay, so they got everybody out the way, slammed the door, and headed toward grandma's room with us not far behind. Now, the next day, my grandmother called the landlord who came right over. The house had been in his family for generations and was his childhood home, and he had never experienced nothing like that. He offered to stay a couple of nights to see what was happening and to protect us. Now, I really think he had a crush on my grandma, and my grandma was a knockout boy. Don't get me wrong, at 79, she still is. Her father was African descent, and her mother Blackfoot native, and a body better than Pam Grill. Mm hmm? Boy, I know about, I'm young, but I know about Pam Grill. <laughs> now, many women in the neighborhood uh, didn't allow their husband smiling and greeting her too many times. And I seen the landlord smile cover his whole face a great many days when speaking with my grandma, who at the time was a young divorcee. Now, I couldn't tell you how long he stayed, but we were sad to see him go, boy. Now, for as long as he was there, that thing didn't make his presence known. Now, later that night, you know, my mama, her boyfriend, and myself, we went to go see the movie Musical The Wiz, uh, which both gave me and sealed my love for musicians and plays. Now, uh, for y'all that don't know, The Wiz is the black version of The Wizard of Oz. It had Michael Jackson in it, and... Uh, uh, the lady that played Dorothy. Who played Dorothy? It ain't... Dang. It's one of them black female... Black singer ladies, man. R&B singers. Like, I, you know... You'll know it when you hear a name. I just can't think of what her name is. So, you know, it was... Um, just basically the hood Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and, uh... Let's see where we at. So, she said this is what gave her her love for musicals and plays. Okay, I can understand that. I remember we watched that in grammar school. We watched it up in music class. 
Yeah, so I still remember that. Now, entering my grandmama kitchen was a repeat of Thanksgiving with my grandmama at the stove cooking and my aunts mixing the cakes and pies. I ran to my grandma and received a mouthful of perfection, and I had on my baby blue Buster Brown shoes, tan corduroy pants, a navy blue turtleneck, and my checkered tan navy and burgundy coat with fur around the hood. <laughs> Don't judge me. They were 1978, and I was styling and profiling. I know it had to be. You talking about some dang corduroys, boy. I ain't... I don't think I ever had no corduroys. I wonder if that junk ever going to come back. I don't even know who I did that was. <laughs> if I wore some corduroys, I would not be able to stop rubbing my hands on them, man. <laughs> now, my grandmother told me to take off my coat so that it wouldn't catch fire at the stove. Now, I looked to the basement door, and I finally knew where it was coming from because it was calling to me. And my younger two aunts must have heard it too because they nearly leaped over the table getting to the other side of it. Man, like this calling is so creepy because you saying it's calling to you, but it's not calling your name. That's some creepy stuff, man. Just trying to put wrap your mind around that, it, it mess with you. Uh, now, just as she asked me what was wrong, I heard my Aunt Bert scream. Mama, Mama, what's that? The next that I heard was my grandmother and her sister saying, What the is that? Now, I felt cold and looked around only to realize that they were all standing outside in the snow. Wait, only to realize that we were all standing outside in the snow. And that thing was clicking in and out up the back up the back stairs as if it didn't realize that we had all beat a hasty retreat out of the back door, leaving it wide open in the process. The men in the neighborhood hearing all the commotion came running over. Being a house full of women and young girls, the men in the community made sure that we were safe and protected. And with our families being close, we all went to my mother's boyfriend family house. Now, my mama's boyfriend, his cousins, and best friend all went to the house, retrieved the presents and the food, secured the house, and that is where we stayed. Not long after the new year, my father received military housing and came to get me. Does the story end here? Unfortunately, no. Fast forward 20 years on a sticky Baltimore summer's day. My husband, myself, and my youngest sister were visiting at this time, and my mother's ex and my sister's father across the street from my grandmama's old house. Now, as we talk, I mentioned that the house was boarded up. Dang. He told me that no one stays in that house past three months, and the city finally boarded the house because they got tired of pulling dead addicts out of it. Yeah, now everyone that's ever went into that house didn't make it back out. We were having a great time when suddenly a breeze froze, froze me to my core. I swear to you, it called to me, it called my freaking name, man. I looked to the house and to the attic window, and although I couldn't see it, I knew that it was there, and I was, ooh, I was ticked off. 
It was heavy and stifling and mad. Oh, she wasn't mad. She said that the ghost the ghost was mad. Okay, gosh, dog. I looked to my mama's ex and said, Hey Mike, is that house haunted? He became really animated saying, Girl, you used to trip me out. Uh, you would not go back into that house screaming that it was a ghost up in there. Now I looked again to the house realizing that through the upstairs window you could clearly see furniture and curtains blowing in the attic window. Now my mama ex told me that the last occupants of that house was in the wind in the middle of the night and Hank came back. The house can had it. The house can have that furniture. You ain't lying, bro. Well, hold on now. It depends now. If you got that furniture from Renaissance <laughs> or rooms to go, especially, boy, you got that furniture from one of these furniture stores and you doing that 90 day same as cash junk, boy, you better go in there and get that furniture. <laughs> boy, boys ain't playing, man. You better go get that furniture. Shoot, because that repo man, well, shoot, just let the repo man know. He'll go in there and get it. Them boys don't play about that furniture, boy. <laughs> I shrugged it off and went back into the conversation when it called to me again. Now, I ignored it and continued my conversation. Now, a few moments later, my husband grabbed me, turning my face to him. Now, with the look of confused horror on his face, my sister and her father not far behind. Okay, I felt confused and groggy, and I looked at him and mumbled, well, you know, what are you doing? He looked at me and pointed to the house that I was standing in front of and asked, What are you doing? Well, you know what? Where, where are you going? I looked at the house terrified and asked, How did I get there? Now, this is what they told me. I was sitting on the porch talking after, um, after I asked, Was the house haunted? And suddenly I shuddered. Uh, I suddenly I shuddered and looked at the house and said, She's calling me. How does she know my name? Okay, so she was like in a trance or something. So then I got up and walked down the steps and towards the house. And they stated that she, that they called for me, but all I said was, she's calling me. Then didn't answer them after that. Now, my husband was the first to reach me in the middle of the street. And he said I snatched away and hand pushed him snatched away and pushed him back with such force that he almost fell to the ground. And all I said was that she called to me. He grabbed me again just as I was entering the gates of that house. I looked at that house with a new fear. And in my mind, I was still on the porch talking to them and laughing. But something in that house was strong enough to pull me to it without my knowledge and I was powerless to stop it. Now, I can't tell you what was in that house. And what I can tell you is that it was angry at me. And I believe to this day that if I had entered that house that day, that I wouldn't be here to write this. And whatever was in that house meant to do me harm. Now, I don't know if I wanted to, if it wanted to harm me as a child, but right then and there, it was, I was 100% sure that it wanted to harm me. So I beat tracks. <laughs> so I beat tracks, getting away from them, and I never looked it back. That was in the mid-90s. I told my children this story many times, and I've been living in Florida for 13 years. 
Now, last year while visiting home, I was close to the neighborhood and decided to show the children the house of my horror. I figured that they were safe to do a drive-by viewing. Now, what I saw... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now, what I saw had me both relieved to see that they had knocked that house down completely, but horrified that they built an apartment building on the land beside it and on where my old home once stood. It was my daughter that pointed out that the apartment that stood on the land of my old house looked abandoned and run down as the rest of the apartments off of the land looked new and clean. Oh, man, so the dang ghost and broke up out the house and let him tear it down, waited, and then jumped up in the apartment. Yeah. That was more than I needed to see. I burned fast gas getting out the neighborhood. And I don't plan to visit it again. I'm so good on that. Wow. Gosh, dog, man. Now, look. I'm glad I didn't record this at nighttime by myself. Because uh, I would have had to stop. And uh, I'd have had to stop, man. This some, this story right here is some scary stuff, man. Gosh, dog, boy. Look, um... Sister, please, 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 please send part two and part three and whatever else you got. Even if send it, please, because this man, this is this is some scary stuff, bro. Man, that make a good movie, man. All them women living in that house, cause it's really like The Conjuring. Cause I think the daddy was out of town and he had all them girls and stuff. Man, that's some scary junk right here, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you for sharing this for real, man. For real, man. And, um, wow. I'm just kind of, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just kind of jacked up right now because I'm just like, you know, I love you, sister, but I'm like, oh, I'm glad that wasn't me, boy. <laughs> I'm like, shoot, I'm glad that wasn't me, man. But anyway, I love y'all, man. Thank you, sister, so much.